1: Lambert Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.
2: Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way,
3: and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Graham Potter has written a letter to the Brighton fans, and Andy Martial has dissed the dirt. It's Monday, the 12th of September. I'm Marcus Feller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm The Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us. Now, that really was a weekend like no other in the UK, of course. We would normally do our highlights from the action at this stage of the show, but on Friday afternoon it was announced that no professional or amateur football would take place in England, Wales and Northern Ireland and no senior football in Scotland following the death of Queen Elizabeth II. As on Friday, we wanted to bring you a show nonetheless so uh, the EFL is set to recommence tomorrow and the European fixtures in the UK set for this week are understood to be going ahead as things stand obviously the Rangers Napoli game will now be played a day later on Wednesday due to strains on police resources in Scotland with events marking the Queen's death no away fans will be allowed to attend and it will be the same for the reverse fixture I believe in the interest of uh, of balance so um, yeah it's going to be a tricky uh, uh, time for Premier League games in London next weekend as well so there's talk of reversing those fixtures um, But despite football's cancellation, cricket, rugby and golf competitions continued on Saturday, leaving some people to wonder why football wasn't given a chance to pay its respects. Uh, The Football Supporters Association now calling um, uh, for fans who had already arranged travel for away fixtures to be refunded. Um, So a lot going on there, gentlemen. Um, So uh, with that in mind, um, before we go any further, it's good to see you both. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely to see you, Jim. And... The Lars Volta is yes. here. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. It's good to be out and about. Indeed, indeed. Well, I mean, it's a strange one for um, you to join us with. Obviously, there's, there was all that uh, um, there, Lars. But I mean, um, Jim, what did uh,
2: your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts. I mean, uh, you know, have been uh, essentially echo what's been said a lot in a lot of places. I think it's an unfortunate decision, really. I think mm. it, it would have been a, g- a good opportunity for. To to use the games as tribute, essentially, and know, that's what some people. That's, that's what a lot of people said well. should have happened. That's what a lot of other other sports have done. Um, and I, I, as I understand it, it it you know the, it was the Premier League that have made this decision to postpone mm-hmm. these games. Obviously, we're in a situation where the the schedule is essentially as squeezed as it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, the expense that fans have gone to has to be taken into account. And bear in mind that the Premier League is a global. Thing mm-hmm. there are going to be people that have come from other countries that won't that mm-hmm. where you know a refund on travel is is, is only part of the mm. the situation um, that they have to now deal with as a response to it. I understand it's a very emotional thing for people. Some people have a have a, have a, take a different view and, and want to just just have everything cancelled and and you know respect the period of mourning but like I say it was the Premier League's decision mm. everyone said it's absolutely fine for you to carry on if you want to um, my understanding was that it, this weekend just gone it wouldn't necessarily have been a policing issue whereas next weekend that well, might be more of the case particularly mm. for games happening in London also there is still talk um, that Arsenal's Europa League game on Thursday might be affected as well so again that's like what happens to that there's mm-hmm. no space in the in the in the calendar for that really okay. uh, i don't know if arsenal and psv can swap where the legs are but at this short notice that's complicated as well so it um yeah i think it was um i think it was a decision made to play things safe um that actually simply was was a slightly wrong call mm. and i i think as well also there's been there's been talk that um there is concern about how what some of the reaction would be uh-huh. uh, and i think There's been finger-pointing at particular clubs and I think it's unfair because no one's done anything yet Um, and that hasn't happened. And also, presumably when the games start again, there will be some sort of marking of of what's happened. So you essentially just kick the can down the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lars, Jim mentioned uh, leg swapping there. I mean, for
1: a man who's had such a terrible injury, (laughs) presumably you'd be up for that.
2: Yeah, more than happy to swap
1: legs with someone. Yeah. Um, I was watching some of the coverage on on Thursday, and you know, again, not being a much of a, a royal, per- not being a royal person at all, really. Let's just get that out of the way. But Norway does have. A I, I am not royal. I just want to be totally clear not not royal. Um, but but just yeah, not not being one for it. I was watching the coverage with some curiosity, and the things that kept being flagged up by these various royal expert was that uh, Queen Elizabeth II was. Um, You know, she was very devoted to her duty and just, you know, get on with things. The show must go on, you know, come rain or shine, you know, one must do one's duty and then things must go on. And also that she had an unusual bond with the common people uh, was said a lot. I mean, I don't know her, so it's very difficult to me to didn't know her. But the point is, I don't think it's very strange to sort of respect her memory by like inconveniencing people up and down the land. Yes. uh, In a fairly performative uh, mark of... I I just think they were really afraid of, like, the Daily Mail going, you know, mm. footy idiot spits in the face of Grieving Nation. Absolutely. I, I think that was the concern. Also, I think... Well I don't I don't know that that was a concern but that, that seems to me that that w- would have been something. I wouldn't be surprised. Thinking.
2: I think very often the worst is thought of football fans at every opportunity isn't mm. it? And mm. it, even perhaps from the football authorities themselves sometimes. And I think this might be a little bit of a case of that happening. Mm. Football fans don't always do themselves No, the absolutely not. Well. You know, it's not it's not entirely unfounded, is it? But I mm. think it's perhaps over well, it's absolutely over the top in this situation. Well, you're right. We do have a royal
1: family in Norway, our King Harald.
2: Yeah. Um King seen, ha- what, sorry. King Harald?
1: King Harald. Uh, Harald, yeah. Uh, H- Huggle Huggle Well you just say Harold It's easier for right. you guys Yeah I was yeah, going to say Yeah um. <laughs> Who is in the English, the British line of succession? He's is like he? number 80 something wow. in the line of succession. So you take a very unfortunate and strange uh, turn of events for, for that to become relevant uh, <laughs> when you think about it. Uh-huh. But he is in there. So, I mean, feasibly that could. I mean, and I also, whilst researching this, I looked this up. He's been, he has, obviously has many honorary awards as the Royals inevitably do. Mm-hmm. But I noticed he's been giving honorary freedom of the city of Newcastle uh, along uh, Alan Scherer, uh, Bob Geldof, Nelson Mandela, and Shaka Hislop. And Gregg's. So, <laughs>
2: Greg, which I think is a dinner party we'd all like to be able to so, go to. So, Gregg's as an organisation has uh, the freedom of the city of Newcastle.
1: That, that is what my does, research indicates. Does that mean that if Alongside like, the King of
2: Norway, Shaka Hislop and Nelson I was
1: going to say, let's not forget Shaka
0: Hislop yeah, but, but does crucially. that
2: mean anyone that works in Bre- Gregg's can just sort of do what they I like to do? I don't actually Newcastle. know what getting freedom they, the freedom of the city means. No, no I they, don't think I do. Do they have to pay
0: rent or something? Or they can. I don't know, a herd of sheep are involved or something. That's often the case, isn't it, with with freedom? In London, the freedom of the city, you could... uh you could, you could um, what would be the word march your sheep across London Bridge could like you that. a lot of these which are
1: would actually... be I mean I would be very very strange to, if the King of Norway was marching sheep around Newcastle yeah. on a Saturday in, in the night in big market yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but maybe by all
2: accounts he's allowed to so. yeah
1: and he was Well, he's, he's kind of old now but he was very sporty when he was younger uh, so yeah oh. maybe he's into that well maybe he's into that yeah, do uh, keep your eyes peeled for that well uh, you, of course football didn't
0: get a chance to do an official tribute um, on the weekend just gone so I, I think I think it's not outrageous to suggest that football's main tribute came, uh, of course, from a very worthwhile source in the form of Ray Parler, um, who... Uh, in many ways, the true king. Well, <laughs> king uh, of <laughs> indeed. he uh, did a video of himself. There was a picture of, of, of the... Jamiroquai. Op- Travelling without moving. Possibly. I think it was one of their albums. Proudly the not that au okay fait with Jamiroquai. Uh-huh. And uh, that was a big album, to be fair. Um, I don't.
1: It was Jim, you know. I don't I'm know. Just shrugging. Yeah, right. I've fallen foul of this before. Is Jimerry quite a band or a person? It's, it's a, a band. person.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, oh my
2: days Oh well, maybe we don't know. Though <laughs> no, it is a band. Oh, oh, JK is, but he's also referred to as Jimerry Let's not give him this much airtime. Right. Okay. Um, who else was in Wings? Um, <laughs> so uh, Ray Parler <laughs> he he created what he called a Cobra bomb. That's um, exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is a. Yeah, actually, it's not a exactly what it sounds like. It's not the spirit snakes. What
0: was the spirit
2: used in the Cobra? You always got Cobra beer, for those who don't know, which is an Indian yeah. beer. Yeah. And what was the spirit used? It's, it's Jägermeister. Oh, it so was Jäger, like, that's, that's right. Jägerbomb, Jager yeah. but with, with. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. So, yeah, it's. um. He just has a lovely little cobra bomb for the Queen, doesn't yeah. he? Like, Doesn't he imp- imply as well that he's on the way out as well? So this is essentially like a livener before he goes out to presumably meet Alan Brazil, <laughs> where they'll do <laughs> their real tri- tribute. It's, it's amazing stuff from Ray, as it, it always is. It really Big is. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so well done, Ray. And he's, he's wait, clearly in some sort... It looks like he's in a bar in his house. Uh, which he definitely is. Um, so something we can all uh, get behind there. So I know right. the American, the Americans experimented
1: with... Creating some kind of weapon that released a lot of bees. Where are you going? Really? It didn't. I just think the cobra bomb. I think it's a really good idea for like warfare. (laughs) To be fair, yeah. (laughs) If you're from a country where they have cobras and you heard about, I saw it over the weekend. It was really hard to find inverted commas normal news on the tv this weekend mm. i saw a thing from thailand about how there are way too many snakes in bangkok yeah. uh, because of rapid urban expansion so they're infringing on their habitats okay. so like the fire so department the they have snake wranglers keep having to get the snakes in maybe yeah. if news reaches them ray parl is the man to yeah. solve it yeah, absolutely
0: you know in the way <laughs> St Patrick,
1: <laughs> he could be crucial to developing yeah. this weapon in the way st patrick got rid of all
0: the snakes in ireland gentlemen as loathed as i am um as loathed as you are uh, yeah i want to go to football You're you're not loath. No, People no, no. like you. <laughs> um, would you like to talk about Graham Potter? Yeah, why not? Uh, he um, he's published an open letter to Brighton and their supporters. Uh, this happened yesterday, asking for forgiveness for taking the Chelsea job last week. And he said, "I hope you will understand that at this stage of my career, I felt fifty I had- million quid." <laughs> I felt I had to grasp a new offer. 50 million quid, <laughs> and uh, who, who amongst us wouldn't do the same? Let's well, be honest. Uh, Potter's been handed a five-year deal, of course. What do you think about this, Lars? It's it's a, it's a huge role for for old Graham. He's been doing wonderful things at Brighton, of course, and and the the club was. Even though it's very well run, his imprint is 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 huge on on, on Brighton Football Club, or Brighton Hove Albion, should I say? Do you, what, what do you think of him going to Chelsea? Well,
1: he's certainly, to my knowledge, the first uh, Englishman uh, who has managed both in the fourth tier in Sweden and uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so that's pretty. cool. Even Roy Hodgson hasn't done that. No, he didn't go that far down. You know, he he, he was afraid of the challenge. He couldn't like you know yeah. the, the fifth the fifth the fourth tier in Sweden, very tough. But yeah, no, he's been on an incredible journey I and mean, the joke's been made before but if there, if there's an ever a manager whose career looks like a football manager save yes i mean the, the, the yeah. grand potter now with the usterson <laughs> to swansea to brighton to chelsea that is a lovely old job for someone who i would suspect of i mean i think really this is the thing with potter you worry that he's someone who who quits without saving on the game because he's made this rise yeah. is very improbable
2: it, it is improbable isn't it and i suppose the danger and all you always got to respect a manager, I think, for t- kind of taking a job like that. I think it was the same with Frank Lampard as well. I think you have to back yourself in these sort of things and, and just think, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to try and step up here. But the the, the danger with it is is that... Um that, that, I mean, Andy was talking about how actually he thinks this is almost a bit of a free hit for Potter yeah, um, the other day because actually his reputation will remain intact. But it's just the um, it's the speed at which things snowball here. It's like, it's, you, you do wonder, can he continue his own development under such pressure, which now speeds up? Yeah, I mean, Lars, do you think that, if, because if we compare this to other countries, especially Italy,
0: for example, produce a lot of uh, top level coaches... This is this is just run of the mill stuff. You know, you look at some of the managers, their trajectories. You know, yeah. they go from mm-hmm. yep. from middling or lower absolutely. Serie A side to, to, to huge uh, jobs. Do you think with, with Potter, you know, he is a different type of manager to the to traditional British manager that yep. we've we've come mm. to know and love and loathe over the years? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, it's not that outrageous uh, considering the, the you know the, the credentials he has, or no. we hope he
1: has absolutely not. And I've seen a few. People suggesting that you know why would you leave a settled situation in uh, in, in Brighton as the old the old uh, Brent Rogers line when he was linked to Chelsea about how he's trying yeah. to build a career not destroy it.
2: Oh. Uh, but or everyone who moves y- from Brighton back to London and all their mates going but why would you leave yeah. It's only an hour from here? Uh, yes. no, no, it's to, just be, not. to be fair. Like yeah. one notable example was when
1: Brian Clough left Brighton, mm. things did go uphill. So, but the point I would make again is that if you stay at Brighton. What is likely to happen? What's likely to happen is that you'll have some kind of down period because, you know, at the end of the day, the squad squad has limits and you'll probably finish like eighth or, or something and then you'll lose some of your best players next summer and the year after, you'll probably finish 12th and at that, at that, at that point, no one's offering you top jobs anymore, right? Yeah. It, even if you're very happy down there at Brighton. Whereas if you go to Chelsea, worst case scenario, the, like the absolute worst thing that can happen to him is that he gets paid millions to go on holiday <laughs> and no one will blame him because Chelsea sack everyone yeah. all the time anyway, right? So yeah. he, he has nothing to lose. but well, he, yeah. Uh, he does have something. I mean, come on, I understand what you're saying, but there is a little bit of, of it could
0: be a sour taste because if he fails, we know what the Premier League's like. more You could argue more cutthroat than, than, than a lot of other leagues. You know, demand excess now no, no. Yeah. I know that's you're the case. It's,
1: it's a snake pit. I don't. We're not going back <laughs> to the snakes. <laughs> all right, we're done with snakes today, <laughs> Lars. Blimey, you're incorrigible. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been inside for a lot of the summer. <laughs> right? yeah. well, what to, would it be like
0: if I didn't to, even to, have legs? Not <laughs> not <used to laughs> see what if I had snakes Except for legs? legs? <laughs> what is this weird? <laughs> um, no, but but, but if, he, if it was a failure uh, across the board, then actually some Premier League clubs and owners would just think to themselves well, well he can't cut well, it at I, elite I, level
2: then. as Andy said though I think Chelsea is such a basket case that you mm. get a bit of a you get a little bit of a pass on that I think for so, fans yes but our owners do they care I, about I think that? if he if he does fail at Chelsea he'll probably get a job to a similar status of, of a club like Brighton so actually it's not David you know, Moyes yeah, very, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's not it, I it mean, we not at the end of the world but, but
0: we, we are assuming that it's going bad by the well, way, exactly so, so we is, should curtail that now yeah.
1: So on that Obviously, he's really, really smart guy. Uh, everyone says so anyway. Uh, and clever tactician, obviously. Brighton, whenever you watch them, the thing that strikes you is that the players know what to do, which I think is always a sign of a, of a coach who's doing a good job, uh, whether you play in this way or the other. Um, I've interviewed a former player of his who really spoke up, both on or off and off the record, that he's a sort of positive guy who likes to build people up and talks to them and 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 tries to find what what triggers each individual. You know, what are you in this for? What matters to you? Is it family? Is yeah. It, you was know, it
0: Mark Carreira? <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: and oh, uh, right. a, and really finds out what what kind of person you are, and then he knows what buttons to push to motivate you and all this sort of modern leadership stuff. Hmm. All this stuff, my, Billy Gilmore was looking forward to. My, yeah. To <laughs> so my concern would be maybe at Chelsea. He's taking over a squad of players. Who, a lot of them probably feel they've already made it. Like, we're mm. I'm at the top now. Yep. So his way of motivating yep. people and, you know, if you if you do what I tell you, I can help you get mm. the most out of your career and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. I, I wonder if that's going to hit in quite the same way. I mean, he might have to reinvent his uh, approach to man management a little bit. Mm. I also wonder... If, well, he will, Lars. We've seen other coaches <laughs> fall, by the way, said so because of that very Yeah, just because it's a different type of dressing room to manage. Totally. There are totally. Different, different, yeah. ty- different type of people, you know. They're not...
0: But that'll be part of the but,
1: challenge. He, he, you know, he's you know, never had that opportunity absolutely. before. And, and so, will, as Jim said, you back himself and you think, yeah. well,
0: come but, on, yeah. I, I, if he's flexible... Uh, and emotionally intelligent and
1: all that kind of yeah. stuff. Then, then, then and, he and, could do it. And I would also say, like you would have said exactly the same thing about going from the Swedish fourth tier to Brighton. Like it, yeah. it's it's, it's, a, it's also a pretty big jump. Uh, so he's clearly a super intelligent guy, and 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 hopefully that that works out for him.
2: There's a huge opportunity here as well, right? Because obviously, by the looks of it, despite having given. You know, Thomas Tuchel a huge amount of money to spend and then sacking him, um, which does seem like seems a little it's bit like knee-jerk. Like the the feeling is that he he does want to be a little bit patient with Potter, and we'll, mm. we'll, time will tell yeah. whether that's actually yeah. true or not. Yeah. So, Man City are, are so dominant at the moment. Liverpool look like they're waning. Essentially, this like the past four or five years, it's felt like those two with everyone else trying to play catch-up. It feels like that's starting to come to an end now. So, within two or three seasons, maybe there is probably a chance for. There's a chance for Chelsea in particular to win the league, right? Yeah, and so it's really a massive, massive to opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that will happen at some point. Yeah, he's not going to be there forever. No, and and there is an opportunity for for Potter to be the guy that does that, and oh. you know, as a first English manager to win the Premier League, that would be absolutely incredible. So it's it it's a there's a lot of pressure but actually you know we know what thoughtful person Potter is we know how much he you know he, he, he thinks in the long term so right. you know it's, yeah, you, you are right it's, it's an exciting thing for him mm. do you think Billy Gilmore and Aubameyang have like a whatsapp where they're like <laughs> god geez, that didn't work out did it like, Yeah, I think mistakes it was, it was were made two, <laughs>
0: two very unlikely people
2: to be in communication with each other no, no, but actually given the circumstances of both of their lives they probably absolutely yeah, clicked yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. oh my then god off they Oh went. my days when's the next transfer window
0: um, Last what, what What kind of football do you envisage Potter playing um, uh, with with, with Chelsea? I mean, apparently um, they are in talks with uh, PSG's uh,
2: so-called football advisor, Luis Campos, to to work alongside. Isn't he like an absolute nightmare? Like a known absolute nightmare? This is Chelsea Football Club. Well, this this is it. Yeah, this is despite everything we've just said. What he has
1: done, uh, Campos, at Monaco and at Lille, is that he's someone who's good at um, spotting, like, talents and, 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 and players with potential, which is why after he was brought in in this advisory role that's definitely not a director of football mm. we're just apparently you know, uh, not calling it that uh, the, the, if you look at the transfer business PSG have done this summer it's more like sensible like Vitinha and Renato Sanchez mm. and like bringing in like sensible younger players so that that would seem to make sense in terms of the kind of players uh, Grand Potter has a history of working well with you know not may- maybe not superstar names not very experienced with that but in mm. terms of moulding slightly younger players mm-hmm. um I think that this has actually not been spoken about much there is a certain logic there's a football logic actually to replacing Tuchel with Graham Potter because Tuchel uh, much to our occasional frustration is kind of obsessed with like having a good structure mm. and keeping possession and all this sort of stuff so there's a lot of the similar principles at play here mm. um, so is Jorginho going to start is that what I think saying? he might yeah because uh, he's yeah. had a lot of wrath from some of the
0: supporters is mm. not
1: he he's a frustrating player Jorginho because he doesn't do a lot of the fun stuff in terms of what you yeah. go what do you go to football to watch like, like tackles and goals yeah. and like chaos yeah. he's very <laughs> very sensible five yard passes is kind of like not what you're is in Is that why he tries to make up with it with
0: that penalty jump
1: Maybe I, some, to I need a bit of flair now. I need to do something exciting Quite
0: possibly yeah. What I'd like to do now is turn our attention to, to poor old Brighton um, because uh, they themselves are apparently targeting Roberto Zerbi uh, mm. the former Sassuolo and Shakhtar Donetsk manager and uh, Ketil, Knutzen. Ketil Knutzen Ketil Knutzen Yeah the manager of Bodo Glimt Can yeah. you tell us about him Lyles? It's a very good manager. There we are. It's
1: I guess if yeah, if you've lost Grand Potter and you're looking for like a man who's uh, done amazing work in the Nordic region, then uh, uh-huh. then Hjalte Knutsen is a logical man to go to. He, yeah. Under his tutelage, Bodoglimt uh, have gone from being a, a club who were in the second tier at the mm-hmm. time to getting promoted and then winning the league and then doing well in Europe. So mm-hmm. so he's he's uh, it's he's a similar a very, path, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he's an attack-minded guy, a big four-three-three guy uh, who believes in in keeping possession and. Uh, Empowering his players to make the most of it. There's a lot of examples of players in Norway who'd gone to Bodø who weren't stars at all and who mm. have started playing football in a way we haven't seen them do before. So in, uh, similar to Potter in the sense that he builds people up seems to be. Uh, so uh, again, you'd worry about how much of a step up it would be, but if he has a strong support structure around him, if the club is patient with him I, I think that would be a very interesting appointment. Oh, interesting stuff. Well, gentlemen, speaking of managerial appointments, and
0: uh, uh, you know, Chelsea and um, and Scandinavia and all this kind of stuff. You, you, you put all that together and uh, we find ourselves talking uh, about former uh, vice chairman and co-owner of Arsenal and vice chairman of the FA, David Dean. Um, because, of course. Uh, Whenever, he, when don't we? Well, yeah, <laughs> well, that, that, yeah that's not the link uh, because he has started, uh, he's startling revelations, I should say, uh, in his new book about Sven. Sven, you're Ericsson, of course. Once linked with Chelsea. Um, when he and the FA moved to hire Svenigans for the England job in 2001, Dean asked Sven's agent if his client had any weaknesses. He simply said, women. This stuff's never w- going I to end, say, is it? No, we are w-
2: never going to run out of Was it a weakness <laughs> or was
1: it a strength? That's,
2: that's
0: what I'm asking. <laughs> it was certainly a talking point. Um, <clears throat> so um, Dean describes hosting Sven at Highbury uh, to butter him up, so to speak. He said, when Sven came into the boardroom, I was standing with my wife, Barbara, and one of her attractive friends, Sarah, who happened to be divorced. Yep. Sven was quick out of the box, so to speak, and immediately asked Sarah what she did for a living. I design lampshades, she said. Sven answered with a smile, I need lampshades. I said, Sven, you're living at the Royal Lancaster
2: Hotel. One <laughs> insight into the way the man operates. Yes. Imagine, his, there must be I so much stuff lampshades. in his house he has absolutely no need for. No. <laughs> Just the man. The man. Whatever she got said. An un, essentially, an unlimited budget for yeah. wooing. Yeah. And he's Whatever using she them. said. I work for JCB. Oh, yeah. I, totally. I need a digger. So, uh. I only design them. Well, I need them designed. Actually.
1: Uh, I work for one of the world's foremost uh, tampon manufacturers. And says, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, I'm a contract killer. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> I know a guy who I hate.
0: <laughs> what a way to end the first half, eh? What a very happy ending. Right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Oh, Good <laughs> Christ. <laughs>
3: Designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Cleared. And links can get it away. Lancey!
2: Oh, no, 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 no.
0: What sake. a goal. Oh, I thought that was Ray par for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back uh, to the Football Ramble, everybody. Uh, the opening weekend of the WSL might have been cancelled, but Chloe, Rachel and former Spurs defender Rennie Hector have plenty to get stuck into, including Kira Walsh's world record transfer to Barcelona and the World Cup playoff draw. Search up front in your podcast app to get involved. Right, everybody, Uh, we ask you to get in touch, as we always do, at show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with some nonsense. Jim our good listeners have uh, responded
2: yes they have so following on from Friday's Martin Ellie marrying an Ellie Martin chat we've had a wave of palindrome themed emails or sort of palindrome themed emails please so, come uh, back football yeah so Esther Cox says following on from Friday's palindrome chat another not quite palindrome for you when you grow up with the surname Cox you can't wait to get rid of it my brother's first name is Isaac true story but I sadly <laughs> discovered at a young age I could never marry Spanish legend Andres Iniesta Esther Iniesta isn't the one that's absolutely true isn't yeah, it
0: yeah. Iniesta's pretty good I did, yes, I did I did make the point many uh, moons ago that if Pete Donaldson, our very own, married uh, Solomon Rondon uh, and he Pete double-barreled the name Solomon
2: Rondon Donaldson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's That's, quite, well. that's enjoyable. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Personally, I'm all in favour of that. Yeah. Um, but Matt T has been in touch, and he said, After hearing your discussion about Martinelli marrying an Ellie Martin, I was reminded of a girl I went to school with. My surname is T, and hers was Garrity. We would joke that if we ever got married, we could call the kid Gary, and he would either be called Gary T. Garrity, or the, even more fun to say, Gary Garrity T, pronounced hey. Gary Gary T. T. Uh, which is the better pronunciation to be <laughs> fair there. Considering she was gorgeous and I look like Peter Beersley's younger, uglier brother, this was mainly wish fulfilment on my part. Also, Aww. if I ever marry T.T. Camera, he can be called TTT. Cheers, gang. Matt T. Which, we, to be fair, we know by well, now. Good luck to you, Matt. Yeah, good luck to all the same. Good all luck right. to everyone involved in that. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, let's go and talk
0: about a transfer that's happening in Spain. Now, the transfer window may well be over, but it's still throwing up some stories. Raya Vallecano's president, Raúl Martin Pressas, claimed that he was head-butted by Espanol forward Raúl de Tomas's agent Ivan Garcia during transfer negotiations. <laughs> Huge fan of this. It's a yeah. hell of a claim, isn't it? Um, presser claimed things turned feisty when he accused the agency ICM Stella of damaging their own
2: players' best interests. I'm not. I don't see how that's a rebuttal to that. <laughs> a, a, re, a head yeah. rebuttal. I, no, 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 no. I would. I would like to see. Oh. Just the first conversation
1: he had with someone else after, like, how'd the meeting go? Well, you know, <laughs>
0: well, the, it started
1: the, okay, well, and, then, and is, then it kind of went downhill. But
0: the comment, the first line of this quote, is quite revealing on how his mind works. He said it was a completely unexpected headbutt. But surely all headbutts are unexpected. Well, I don't, don't know if you, if you, you know,
2: if you essentially wind your head up. No, and, I think like, I think, lean back to mm-hmm. show that you're about to. to Drop the nut on nobody. Surely headbutt. I don't know, but
0: <laughs> so with the fists mm-hmm. come up or it gets a bit fussy, People think a punch, yeah. maybe a kick. You is don't bit, see the headbutt like, coming. You don't.
2: Even if someone leans back, you think, oh, are they quite shocked or are they? Sort it's, of- it's a hell of a thing to do to someone <laughs> because you essentially headbutt yourself by yeah, the nature yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, as well, yeah. it's, you take you, you take that. It's, it's, but, it's but the angry thing, he's thing he's you
0: can done do well
1: because hitting the nose, I think, is key here. Because they, oh. if you just headbutt them in the noggin, then surely you will. Yeah. It's, like it's that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Like you're also entering your own head, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas if you go for the nose, get mm, the you know, the squishy, the squishy, less painful for your noggin, uh-huh. very painful for the person receiving it. So you've got to get down so. a little bit. Yeah. yeah a, a little bit of uh, uh, and, yeah. advice there from Lars. Yeah, and, and, and then you drop a snake bomb on
0: their house.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go. It's nice Can't to know that Steve
2: Bruce was such a successful negotiator. <laughs> Ah oh dear, well,
0: uh, impressor continued. It was the action of a criminal, a very cowardly action and a very shitty action. Which is um, because if he gives me warning, then we fight. Exactly. Now I, I would
1: say the headbutt kind of counts as a warning. Surely that means yeah. the fight is on. I, Absolutely, I, I have
0: to say if I if I see somebody, Not like a dueling glove is n- needed, no. is
1: it? <laughs> certainly not at that point I mean once the headbutt once the nut has been dropped the fight has begun (laughs) by the way
0: if I'm in a room we're now officially in a fight and someone and someone sticks the head on someone else I don't really think of that person as a coward if I want (laughs) to it really depends I, on I don't I don't immediately think oh he's he's headbutted someone, he's given himself away, I yeah. can it,
1: easily bully and manipulate. It, it this really guy. depends on who you do it. If it's like a small child or something you headbutt then, then 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 you say probably a bit oh, of a coward. Yeah. If
0: he gives me warning then we fight. By the way, uh, negotiations could turn a little <laughs> bit feisty. Bring your gloves. Um, well, he was hospitalised apparently, and and Roy issued a statement after their victory over Valencia of the week, confirming that he's made a formal complaint against García. So, so despite this, it looks like they're they're set to finalise a deal for him. Um, Love that. Yeah. So, uh, well, it yeah, worked. I know you got head butted, and this is quite bad, but we it's do a TED really talk
1: in this how headbutting <laughs> people leads to positive negotiation yeah. outcomes. What well, I tell
0: you, what old the um, uh, 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 Thomas. Um,
1: Goal scoring record's pretty good. RDT yeah. RDT is a really good player. I think you've um, got, to, I
0: got. I think you've got to look past the headbutt as
1: as the club look like they are and uh, and and look at the goals. No, absolutely. Um, he, he's one of those players who probably should be at a. a, a Probably should be at a bigger club, really. If you look at his goal record and what he's done, oh. but uh, maybe he's agents. Maybe having a... agents constantly headbutting people. <laughs> yeah, i don't him, that to
0: say a bigger clubs where they can afford other players. Maybe yeah. they've just gone. Yeah, no, we we, we don't what? need this. I, don't, I, I I like my nose. Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, staying in Spain, everybody, a story that uh, that was covered on on the continent a couple of weeks ago is still rolling on. Uh, it involves Antoine Griezmann. <laughs> this is amazing. Is, it, it really is. Spain is really delivering at the moment, actually. Well, I, and it needed to, especially after this weekend, Jim. Um, uh, he's on loan, at Atletico, of course, from Barcelona. Now, Atletico will have to pay uh, Barcelona £35 million should Griezmann play 45 minutes or more in 80% of the mat- matches for which he is available over the two-year loan. Now, my stance to all this is... Get the cash in hand, OK? No, you know, <laughs> Get it
1: done. Get it up front. Exactly. A bird in the hand, etc, etc. So you've, you've been a freelancer for a very long time. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't want to chase
0: that bag. Do you know what I mean? Now, he played in 81% of fixtures last season. So this season, Diego Simeone keeps bringing him on for the last <laughs> half an hour. He did
2: it last week in the Champions League was been introduced in the 62nd minute against Celta Vigo on Saturday. Now, Barcelona are furious about this as well. <laughs> they think that because he played in 81% of fixtures last season mm. that they've already activated that and are owed the money clearly that appears to actually not be the case as certainly from Atletico's point of view and I find it hilarious that Barcelona seem to think their problems are everyone else's mm. to fix as well it's like you, they don't have to do you that favour Like they, they could always have done this That, that these, these are literally the terms but of I the think, agreement I think this is the, this is what happens
0: when you have a club like Barcelona it would be the same for Real Madrid they are so dominant those top two in all aspects mm. that uh, uh, when somebody else can't and I know Atletico Madrid are a huge club now and, and so on but they don't have the Certainly not the recent history We don't have the history Of the other two Who does But uh, what, as you say When they're Oh we're Mexican club Everybody loves us And so on <laughs> I think you'll
1: find That we have the upper hand here yeah. They just don't know how to act And they're also not big On fulfilling terms of contracts I mean this is what we've learned About Barcelona in the last year Quite They had this really weird thing With Usman Dembele In uh, January Where they kept like Kept being signalled for the, From the club That he will either You know Have to z- reduce his salary Or be sold mm. And he was like no, mate, uh, because he no, had yeah, six yeah, months yeah. left on the deal he was on, so he was just no, <laughs> oh, no, no. Actually, not. And then the same thing happened with De- Frankie De Jong. The, the, the Spanish media kept reporting that, like, yeah, no, it's for sure, De Jong will either reduce his salary or leave. I was like, no, no, no those are not the two options. Here. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he is under contract. <laughs> yeah. There is very much a third option of uh, yeah. him staying, have and you actually n- fulfill. Like, have you none don- done- of you learned from Gareth Bale's situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crying out loud! You don't. That's not how contracts work. It really is. You not know. Someone needs to tell them. It's getting weird. Yeah, but I think I think. The
0: there
2: is probably an element of a "Why Barcelona" or We're oh, at absolutely, Madrid. Right. yeah, yeah they're trying to throw their weight around. Yeah, and it's like, no, that is a written contract. I'm sorry. They're trying to throw their weight around on Diego Simeone,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going to win. No, they're not going to win. Um, gentlemen, a, a, a former Atletico Madrid uh, striker is. Is in Wolverhampton. Uh, Diego Costa, of course, is, is Wolf. He's moved to Wolves. Of course, we spoke about on, on Friday. Uh, he posted a video of uh, of him on Instagram of him walking through Tettenhall Village Market in Wolverhampton yesterday, which was quite good. What I did find quite odd was that the viewpoint from his eyes was very much of the predator.
2: You know, just people just he just sees (laughs) hates, but he walks among us, Jim. He does, and it's it's kind of because it's it's been such a long time, yeah, around Wolverhampton. Because it's been such a long time since he's been in the Premier League, and obviously he's he's been all over the place and and kind of had a little bit of time away from football. It's kind of kind of easy to forget quite how devastatingly good he was when he was at Chelsea when Mm. he first arrived. He hit the ground running. He was absolutely fantastic. I'd be very surprised if he's at that same level now. Of course, of course he won't be at that same level, but, but I'm intrigued to see to see what Wolves are getting here because well, it's a really, it's a good fit for both of them in terms of what they need potentially. If he's not absolutely, if he's not got one leg in the knacker's yard, yeah, yard, yard. Yeah, well, we we'll refer to. Hey. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> sorry, Speaking of people who've got one leg yeah. in the knacker's yard, uh, uh, but
0: you, but you're right with Diego Costa. I mean, we do remember that time at Chelsea. It seems a long time ago. He hasn't played that much football and you know, fitness issues and, and 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 so on and so forth. And you know, one might say um, his attitude has been questioned as well but I mean at Chelsea definitely
1: would headbutt someone in the meeting
0: oh absolutely yeah um, but, but uh, you know he did so well at Chelsea one of the reasons was I think Cesc Fabregas uh, spoke recently about when he played at Chelsea and, um, and and he loved playing those passes to Diego Costa, who indeed loved receiving them, and 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 that was a very fruitful kind of partnership. So if if Wolves can get some, I mean they've got some players who can who can knock the ball around and, and feed a, a striker and that kind of um, target man, if you like, you know they're used to playing that with with Raul Jimenez. Slightly like, different to Diego Costa, of course, but I mean, what, what do you reckon? Lars? Slightly. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I I just think I'd be very surprised if he was in a good enough physical shape for mm. any of that to matter well I think that's he the looked, question isn't it yeah never mind his sort of the last year or so where he's kind of not played much
2: mm-hmm.
1: but even before that at Atletico he looked like he was a bit of a spent force physically so I think we all want if nothing else then for content reasons <laughs> <laughs> he want this yeah, yeah. to work out and to be funny. Mm. And, and what do you think for Wolves they don't score that many goals? And for goals. him to be the footballing equivalent of a snake bomb. Yeah, well there we Marcus. go. Marcus. Of course. But I'm not, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not confident. I think I'd be very surprised if he was up to it physically at yeah. this point. What do you think though, Jim, if
0: they
2: can get some sort of tune out of him? They don't score many goals, Wolves. of course. Yeah, but that's, the, that's not what they're trying to maintain, is it? No, but... Y- you, y- say, you say that like, oh, part of their philosophy is not to score many <laughs> goals. Diego Costa could well and truly <laughs> <not> maintain it. <laughs> well, it- <laughs> I don't think that's their plan, mate. Yeah, no, I a bit of I chaos factor.
1: Put Luke up front just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not scoring I mean, right yeah,
2: the, the chaos factor will absolutely bring, Yeah, that oh, might, right, be, okay. might be more off the pitch. That's, um, just, that's what knows? I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to
1: hear. Not sure why my mind went to Luke there. That seems unnecessarily mean. Well, he's not here, so you can I mean, That's
0: it, probably it, yeah.
1: Not here to defend himself.
0: So you will be hearing from
1: him.
0: Stick the protective boot in. (laughs) (laughs) Let's turn our attention to Manchester United, more specifically, Anthony Martial, who has given quite an explosive interview to France Football, where he criticised Jose Mourinho and accused Ole Gunnar Solskjaer of treachery. My goodness. (laughs) Treachery? It would be interesting to see what you've got to say about your fellow countrymen, Lars. But he revealed that Solskjaer forced him to play when he was injured and couldn't sprint properly, uh, meaning he got stick from the media without protection from his manager. And he said, for me, it's almost treachery. Almost treachery. Yes. He almost broke the law. He's not breaking the Mm. law, of course.
1: On a general basis, like, I don't know the ins and outs of the situation, but Mm. I do think it's a fair point. I think more players are playing half-injured than we're aware of. Mm. Definitely. And I think uh, perhaps uh, it would be not a bad idea for the managers to say so when they are, so that they're shielded some of the criticism that might come their way.
2: Mm. Is that not also, though, giving... The opposition a bit. Of <laughs> Give him a kicking. So toe, yeah, he's not well, Martial can't really run, so yeah. you know, You'd do, do him that. Him. What you yeah, will. that's actually
1: oh, a fair point. Yeah. Or oh, could there be an insurance uh, insurance issue or something
2: like that? I mean, you never know with these sort of yeah, play things. And,
1: and, in and it is one of those things that football as an industry is very keen on, like pushing mm. uh, players to to play even though they're they're not fully fit, which is maybe something the players should be protected from doing yeah. Yeah, a little bit
2: more. I yeah. mean, in Martial's game is so much of it is about that explosive. Mm-hmm. Pace and that and that that sprint. Um, so he said it was very frustrating for him for that exact reason. And you know, I, I think it's 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 not unreasonable. He has been hung out to dry there, mm. um, and he. I could perhaps have mentioned it in retrospect, and the the Mourinho stuff as well is, is yeah. Uh,
0: but before that, I mean, it, it, you know, one can forget that when Manchester United signed Martial. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, he's twenty six
2: and yep. and yet he still
0: like That still, still feels young he, he does, but i mean that's what i mean like I, he's been around for so long and he's played an, an enormous amount of football and we, you know when we used to say players would peak in their late 20s maybe even some in their early 30s it was it was a very early 30s whereas now of course the chat is they play so much football at a very young age at the top level you know into burnout with these sort of injury, so you've got to be very very careful but yes um, he went on to talk about uh, Jose Mourinho and unsurprisingly he felt that uh, Mourinho disrespected him when he regularly spoke about him in the press he said he knew that I was 20 years old then and that if I say something it is I who will be the young person who lacks respect and again, like Mourinho, we remember what you said about Luke Shaw. Now, I know Luke Shaw's not having a great time at the moment, playing-wise, but, I mean, Ten Hag's not the type of manager to say some of the things that Mourinho no. do. Um, so, yes. But Martial is currently um, recovering from an Achilles injury.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, think, I think the big news is that his the Ballon d'Or clause in his transfer has now expired.
0: Oh, has it? Yes, because oh. when he
1: was sold from uh, Monaco to, uh, to Manchester United mm. for a very large transfer fee plus some add-ons... One of the add-ons was that if you won the Ballon d'Or before uh, 2019, uh, they would. United would have to pay Monaco some more money, but that did not happen, mm. as you may recall.
0: We might not have had football in the UK on the weekend, but of course, um, uh, elsewhere in Europe uh, there was plenty. And um, we've got to talk about Juventus' two-all draw with uh, Salernitana, which just provided a whole weekend's worth of, of <laughs> drama and entertainment. I mean, what on earth? It, mm, it really was. Right down to Juventus's choice of kit, uh, it was very it was...
1: confusing when you're just turning on the TV. Yes, uh, and because and they're the home team. Yes, exactly right. Right. Uh, um, but uh,
0: Salernitana led 2-0 at half-time with Piontek scoring I, I was intrigued in, in places like Serie A where uh, I remember when Milan signed him I forget mm. who from but he Genoa, I forget who from maybe Bologna he scored a lot of goals in Milan grade. it was a yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so you oh, don't yeah. give
1: yourself enough credit Marcus I, I, Speller you're, you're, That's you're right true. <laughs> yeah
0: no, I know I do deserve a bit more credit I um, must remember to thank myself but yes uh, but he was like one of the sort of People thought this guy's going to be one of the leading marksmen in, yes. in Serie A. And, uh, but anyway, mm. there he is at Salonitana. Other uh, people did not think that. Well, indeed. <laughs> and perhaps those other people were be correct. But he's still, you know, playing in Serie A, scoring goals against Juventus. Uh, 2 0 at half time. He very much enjoyed his goal, we should say. And so we should do. Juventus uh, pulled one back at the start of the second half before they got a penalty. Uh, in injury time, the 93rd minute. Uh, uh, Leonardo Bonucci, of course, very reliable from the spot. Missed the kick, but scored the rebound. Mm. So two all, uh, and and, and away we go. Uh, And speaking of uh, strikers and blasts from the past, uh, Eric Millick, still uh, around. He's still there, uh, and he's still getting his head to uh, to, to crosses. Uh, He thought he'd scored the winner in the 95th minute after a corner came in and he rose like a salmon, and he does, and and nodded it into the corner. Took his shirt off to celebrate, uh, thinking he'd got um, the winning goal. Already been booked, of course. He was, then sent off second yellow and it was announced that the goal would be checked by VAR now that sparked uh, an on-pitch brawl the decision hadn't even been made yet (laughs) Uh, uh, Solanitana's Federico Fazio another one uh, he he was uh, given a straight red when uh, him and uh, Juan Cuadrado were were up in a bit of fisticuffs Max Allegri was also sent off of course getting
1: involved Um and then Baudrado himself and, and was also, I also sent just, off yes that's right, it's yeah. just the number of random men in, in involved in this brawl <laughs> because there's yeah. a, lot, a lot of backroom staff and yeah. people just sort of what are you it's all like doing Italian what? clubs just have people in reserve for that yeah yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> it was just glorious. and then Bonucci was uh Considered offside for the goal, uh, even though he wasn't
2: really interfering
1: that
0: much. No, he, he was just, trying he, to he play the a, a,
2: a, He made a small attempt to head it, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I mean, it, it this, was a pretty this, big attempt this, to, head this, this. He tried to head it. Okay. This, do you think? Do you think it should have been?
1: Well, no, because we're getting to this <laughs> as we get to. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs>
2: so the game was the game ended two all, but of
0: course it wasn't fairly chalked off because Ken is clearly
2: playing it Benucci offside. Yeah, but looks like but when he goes lurking... over, to, but when the ref goes over to look at it, Ken not in the frame. Because it's not covering the whole pitch. Exactly. It's absurd. Oh, no. it's the, I mean, this is saying something. It's the worst execution yeah. of VAR we've ever seen. I know. Brassel uh, always comes I'm, on this pod and, and says... I, for one, am delighted. Yeah, well, that's
0: it. <laughs> Brassel always comes on here and goes, well, see, in, in Europe, they always like they, they
1: respect VAR and it's never a problem. It's like, well, Andy, there you go. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I just think... Like, I'm sorry but entered. You, you cheated quite a lot For a very long time Here So no, this is the Here thing About go. being caught The sins no of the fathers. Feels, Yeah, No one has any sympathy. No one feels sorry for you Or believe you ever again it's mm-hmm. This is one of those things So yeah. you know just, I, I love to see it Should happen more often <laughs> <laughs> Specifically to them yes. Presumably yeah. Yes. Uh, But yeah So uh, in the end A good
0: point for Silo just Despite being 2-0 up My giddy aunt. Um, uh,
2: uh, Jim, I believe you've got an email here to suggest that there wasn't just madness in Italy. No, it wasn't just in Italy. It was also in Mexico. Fine, fine place. Cesar Hernandez has been in touch. He says, hello. Checking in from Liga MX, Mexico's top flight where two goalkeepers scored on the same day. On Saturday, Santos Laguna's Carlos Acevedo and Pumas' Julio Gonzalez scored for their teams. Both goals were injury time equalisers. Both were headers and both players are from the same academy. Also, fun fact, Danny Alves provided the assist for Gonzalez's goal. Is this possible? Possibly the first time that a league has seen two goalkeepers scoring injury time equalizers on the same day. It's amazing. Cesar, we simply do not know. Quite We're not possibly. that sort of podcast.
0: I'll I tell you what, um, uh, Acevedo's goal that was just—it was so quintessentially Mexican. <laughs> the whole thing—he's wearing an all pink, f- sort of fluorescent pink number. Yes. Mm. It, it was a diving header. He's wearing a headband. He's got long hair, and it was just glorious. It
1: was just fantastic. No, I, so so involved... It's Mexican full house, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Mexican, yeah. Mexican goalkeeper full house. <laughs> yes. Was your joke in the pre-production meeting that you then failed to make on the, this very uh, good line? Just, um, just, sometimes I like an assist. Yeah. You know, okay. You know? right. <laughs> but I, I will say this, Cesare. Uh, and maybe you can get back in touch with us. But my impression is like if there were more hours in the day, the, the Mexican League is one I I wish I could. Like, oh yeah, because yeah. you know between uh, covering the Premier League and trying to stay across European stuff, I just run out of hours. But I really wish there was uh, there was time in the day to to really yeah. come, because it seems to be a wild place. Indeed. Well, I I, I was there for a
0: very um, historical moment. Of course, I saw I witnessed the ten thousandth goal. Uh, scored at the Azteca stadium. Wow. When it all went off and uh yeah, it was just as well it was a powerful diving header from the uh goalkeeper. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said the home so I spoke about this it was a few years ago but you know, while we're here. Um it, it, yeah, it was the well the home side was um, Cruz Azul but uh, traditionally Club America but they moved there. And it, as I say, it was just as well, it was, a, it was a worthy goal for it because minutes before that, there was nearly a rubbishy, squirmy own goal through the goalkeeper's legs for the away. And, and when the goal went in, there was fireworks, there was ticker tape, everything, and I imagine that if it was an own goal for the away side. Yeah. <laughs> was a 10,000th goal! And everyone's going, oh, There you've just got a lie, haven't you? You don't say, oh, apparently the 10,000th goal may be scored in this game, so you, could, no one's going to check. Who's going to count yeah. 10,000 of the buggers? So, um, yeah. But anyway, I was there. And they were there, and we all had a lovely time. Well done, Liga MX. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, and you
2: know, we probably should should put a call out for Liga MX correspondent. Yeah, so actually, do keep yeah. us posted with anything fun that happens there. Yes, we indeed. want we want to we want to you know break it. We want to break it. We want to break into it. Like my leg. Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um, everybody, tomorrow we've got the football ramble guide to special moves. Ah. Um, a certain Mexican may well be mentioned in that. No, I just think so. Uh, myself, Jim, Andy and Luke each discuss our favourite signature moves, including... Uh, that one is very good, isn't it? The oh, one from yeah. a certain
1: Mexican. Yes, uh-huh. indeed. Yeah. I hope that makes a big appearance. Yeah.
0: Um, well, it also included a certain free kick technique and one player at Stoke City who could really throw a ball. Mm. Uh, then on Wednesday morning, we're back with another Champions League Ramble Reacts. Get all that right here on the
1: Football Ramble feed.
0: There we are. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Lars. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank it's you good for... to be
1: back. I'm <laughs> glad someone's let me out the house. Uh, thank As you. you can tell, I'm not used to being along among people, but mm. it was really good. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Well, thank you for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network.
0: Laura Love, <laughs> see you soon.
2: I said football in a really weird way, there. I Football.
3: Football. Football.